0: From what's on to what matters, it's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the morning, only on Newcastle Live. Welcome back to the program. Now, this probably won't come as a surprise to many, but the Irish accent has been voted the sexiest in the world. It's left the Italians in second place, the Scottish in third, and the French, the French are in fourth. Australia comes in fifth, so... Obviously, with it confirmed that the Irish accent is the sexiest in the world, there was only one person that I could speak to uh, about this. It is our favourite Irishman here in the Hunter. Good morning and welcome, Will Creedon.
1: Good morning, Tracy. How are you?
0: Oh, there it is. There it is. The hearts are flutter.
1: God bless you.
0: <laughs> Why do you think, uh, I mean, when you open your mouth, you know, no matter where you are in the world, when you open your mouth, is is there that second, people go, oh, he's Irish. Is, is there that second look or second think about uh, about who you are?
1: Absolutely. It's totally confusion, to be honest with you. <laughs> they don't understand what we're saying in the first place, but i mind in the second place. But anyway... <laughs>
0: What is, your accent has, uh, I mean, I've known you for many years. And uh, and what are you, 25 years now in Australia? 20-something. Yeah,
1: I arrived in January 12, 2000.
0: That's right, 2000. So you've been here for 22 years. Your accent yeah. is a lot um, its a lot less broad than it was when you first uh, hit our shores. When you first hit our shores, I could understand every third word you said. Now I can understand everything that you say. What do you think it is about the accent? Is it—is it like a warm hug? Why do we love this? Irish accent.
1: Oh look, I think um, we've got a little bit of a rhythm to how we pronounce and how we join our words together. And um, you're right, you know. In the last twenty odd years, I've slowed down my accent considerably. I used to be a lot quicker, and my words used to run into each other, and my sentences into the paragraphs really quickly. Um, I've just been home to Ireland to visit my parents and my um, family, and um, I even noticed. They tell me that they don't understand me at home, that I'm so slow, and um, whereas uh, here I'm still too fast. However, I think I, you know, I just think there's a little bit of a lift um, to our accent. Um, certainly, across our our counties, or what you call states, our counties in Ireland, there's certainly a huge variation of the accent. It's harsher, it's stronger, it's colder, it's warmer, it's softer. Um, and of course, then, when we add a little bit of, um, you know, holy water, meaning um, the black stuff or whiskey, um, we, we the lilt becomes um, very excitable, and um, we get carried away. And I think um, that's what people really resonate with, that, um, you know, even though over many, many, many centuries we've had a hardship about it, um, our storytelling and the way we go about our life in a very positive way um, shines through. And that's what people see and hear and feel when they hear our words and I think that's got a lot to do
0: with it Do you think, uh, obviously, you know, the Colin Farrells of the world do you think that's gone a long way to uh, to exposing the world to the Irish accent and, uh, I mean, you know, he doesn't even need to open his mouth and you love him but then when he opens his mouth, that you know, it's just all there Do you think that's also a part of, of us uh, really falling in love with the accent even more?
1: Oh, look, God bless, you know we were always there to control the world. What God did to us was gave us drink that controlled us to not control the world. <laughs> and I think what Colin Fowler was doing was actually, you know, there's this huge undercurrent of Irishness um, that is around the world. And, you know, I've been lucky enough to to live and work in 26 countries. And no matter where you are in the deep dives of Africa or, or if you're up in the Middle East or if you're in in the faraway places of Asia or down um, to the tip of Argentina, or up to the Arctic, you're going to find Irish pubs and Irish bars, and you're going to find Irish people digging holes, civil engineering, and you're going to find people in corners writing poetry and literature. And so, we're always been there, and amongst the communities, even though we may not look like them, we may not talk like them, um, we've been there. And, and so, and then over the centuries, we became part of that community. And so, when people like Colin Farrell and Liam Neeson and others come along, um, there's a natural fondness to them and um, it resurrects those feelings and that history and that heritage. And, um, and of course, that's all then shared with a small tipple. And, um, and then our, 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 our mind runs beyond us. And I think that's what we're looking for. That's right. what, what, what really the charm is.
0: That's what we love about it. Now, obviously, you were uh, you were back there uh, a few weeks ago. Can you hear the accent now when you go back? You know, having spent so long here in Australia, can you hear the accent, or does you, do you just tune back out? Do you, is it like, you know, I'm home? I can't hear the accent.
1: Oh no, I do. I actually every time I go back now, and it's been disappointing. It's you know the bloody pandemic in the middle of it all slowed us all down, but. I used to go back nearly every year, and um, the little time that um, I was apart gave me the gift to really deeply considering and taking my time listening to people at home, and what I have a greater appreciation now. I have a great appreciation of of what we call uh, like you know the sarcasm, the drollness, um, meaning the you know the how they join the words together to present a description that makes you stop and go, you bloody idiot, (laughs) meaning me, rather than them. them. Then they do do it in such a nice way that um, I have a newfound love of the accent, but but more importantly, how do people present the words in such a way that makes everything in life sort of disappear. And um, that's what I kind of miss. And I miss the wit. Like, they are so fast oh, my God, um, the sarcasm through the wit that comes out would knock you into next week um, every time they open their mouth or look at you as if to say, you bloody idiot, what are you thinking? And, um, um, and you know, I, I suppose, and, you know, as I mentioned earlier on, as you travel the different parts of Ireland, if you go to the west coast or down the south coast, down to Cork and Kerry, a totally different way of how they present their words to you, mm-hmm. and in and in the rhythm and the speed of how they talk, um, and that adds another complexity in a beautiful way um, to how they're describing you or taking part in the expression. I'll um, ask for forgiveness or uh, the permission, taking the piss out of you, mm-hmm. and um, um, and I think you know, as people around the world. Um, we can get a, they look at the Irish can getting away with things more easily than other, themselves or other nationalities because of our sort of rogueness and droll way of presenting things and our kind of idiotic way of how we take the piss out of ourselves and are comfortable with it um, and then we can get away with taking the piss out of somebody else.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If you if you take the piss out of yourself, then you can do anything, can't you? Well, absolutely. Well, what was it like going back? Um, you know, how is Ireland coping? Uh, it's been a, a tough last few years, obviously for tourism. How's that? How's it going? How's the country? Is it starting to to find its way back?
1: Oh, look. Um, you know, like every country, um, it's been very hard. You know, on you know, our, Australia took a view of not letting us, no matter who you are, out of Australia. Um, Ireland, to a lesser extent, took that role. However, um, you know, there was cases much more, much greater than Australia in the first year and a half to two years. They're about the same now, you know, here in New South Wales, five 6,000 a day. They're about roughly the same there mm-hmm. a day. Um, and, you know, uh, thankfully, the Australian health system, system helped up better than the Irish did, um, we had unfortunately lost more people than in Australia. Um, however, you know, um, getting on with it, uh, thank God my family, my parents, we on a farm, went from dairy farmers, and we've got land. And so mum and dad were able to, like a lot of Ireland, were able to venture into land and, you know, at least uh, from the mental and emotional health, mm. um, cope better. Um, now, as you go back, um, the country is firing. It's extraordinary. Um, growth in um, in uh, in revenue, unbelievable amount of um, businesses opening up there, uh, are re-establishing or adding on from all over the world into different parts of Ireland. We have the same, they have the same problems as we have: no people, no access to labour. Um, that's a that's a common thread right across the first and second world at the moment. Um, and day too, unfortunately, what's happening now. You know, God bless our friends in the Ukraine. But what's happening in Europe is having huge effect on, on supply chains, energy, um, and, and, you know, the feeling that the economy through Europe and in the U.S. is going to falter dramatically um, towards September, October, November. So there's, 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 um, a, there's great energy, positive energy mm. uh, right now um matched with the uncertainty of the end of this calendar year and how things economically will be. Um, but you know what? Uh, thank God. The beer is still flowing. Uh, the crack is still happening. They're still dancing. There's still lies being told. Um, there's lots, of, there's, and, and they're still holding each other. So that's uh, that's the most important thing.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, speaking of uh, of the economy, um, it was great news. I saw that um, Elogio put towards the Australian Stock Exchange. Uh, you announced on Monday that you've upgraded its uh, your revenue guidance for uh, for the 2022 financial year. That's a great show of confidence in where the tourism sector is sitting here in the Hunter and beyond.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you, Tracy. Look, um, you know, we formed Loggia, which is the Italian for accommodation on the 21st of December 20, 2015, and um, here in Newcastle in the Hunter. In the Hunter. And, um, you know, from our humble and still humble roots, um, we're now the largest holiday home management company in Australia. or the first holiday home company in Australia to list on the Australian Stock Exchange. And... Um, we believe in what we are doing, we believe in Newcastle, we believe in the Hunter, we believe in Australia, that it's only at its beginning in relation to travel, in relation to tourism, in relation to its narrative, both domestically and internationally, and thankfully, when we listed on the Stock Exchange on the 29th of November, we shared the front page with at The Rise in Australia, just like a did, and... And so, when we announced our half yearly in February, we gave some guidance uh, from a revenue perspective, a gross booking value, a revenues perspective, and a statutory EBITDA. And thankfully, as you said on Monday, uh, we've been we've had the great wins with us of positivity. Um, we've continued to do what we've always wanted want to do, and that is give our holiday homeowners more value, give our travellers our guests more value. Uh, and in turn, um, um, uh, parallel to that, continue to acquire more holiday home businesses across Australia, including hotels and motels. And um, we are in absolute acquisition mode. We believe the headquarter here in Newcastle gives us great opportunity to take on the East Coast, the West Coast of Australia, you know, potentially in time internationally and internationally. Um, um, you know, presently we're from Magnetic Island down to Apollo Bay and the Great Ocean Road. And so um, I said to my wife, Karen, I'm um, <clears throat> lucky enough that we actually have to travel for work. So we see some fantastic locations. And um, um, But we want to be in more. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully um, all roads from all those locations lead back here to the hunter. And um, uh, I suppose, you know, um, all of us everywhere, need to continuously be um, spruiking our wares. Yeah. And we, more importantly, need to be doing it outside of our region mm-hmm. and outside of our state. So we create trade links and distribution links from everywhere in the world to here.
0: Well, my friend, I think that they need to just keep you out the front because uh, if you just talk, you'll get everybody. You've just got to use that accent of yours. They've got to have you out front. And uh, it really is great to catch up with you. And uh, I just love listening to you talk. You know that. I've said that to you for years. I just love listening to you. And it's, uh, it's really lovely to catch up. And I'm, I'm pleased to know you're home, but I'm pleased to know you also got to go and, and visit the family.
1: God bless you, Tracy. God bless you, all your listeners.
0: Take care. God Thank God bless. you, my friend. Bye-bye. Oh, God, I could talk to him. I could listen to him talk for hours. You'll be Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Newcastle in the Morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines what it is, why it matters, and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9 on Newcastle Live.